Hi, today we will talk about Israel, one of my favorite countries in terms of international business uh, that I use as an example in my international expansion strategy courses. Uh, however, being a strong exporter, this country has a relatively small market which is highly competitive, being served by local and international companies. And in addition to this, uh, its internal regulations are extremely demanding. Taking this into account, the question appears if it's worth spending efforts and resources for entering Israel at all. But at the same time, Israel is strategically located at the crossroads of Europe, Asia and Africa, making it a getaway to these markets. It has a diverse population with a mix of immigrants from various countries, including Europe and the United States and the Middle East, and the country has a relatively high per capita income and its population has strong purchasing power, Israelis are willing to spend uh, on quality products and services, both domestically and internationally, and it has a thriving and technological advanced economy. So it is known for its innovation in high-tech industries, particularly in sectors such as uh, cybersecurity, uh, software development, biotechnology and pharmaceuticals. So, perhaps, it is still a very interesting market to enter. In one of the previous episodes in my conversation with Johan Gustafsson about Sweden, Johan said that his secret for international expansion is Tel Aviv. If you need to find connections to the whole world, you need to go to the city. He said that Israel is like a getaway to all the other countries, and it might be a great idea to start your journey there. Taking this advice into account, and the fact that Israel is known as a startup nation due to its thriving startup ecosystem, I have invited to a short but very saturated talk an expert from the field of startups and innovation in Israel. One, two, I am Dmitro Shvets, your host at the Start Global Insights, where I interview experts in different countries about local business secrets and international expansion experience. So, let me introduce my guest Or Haviv, a partner and head of innovation at Ariely Capital. Or has more than 17 years experience in working with Israeli innovation ecosystem and innovation centers. And I hope that today he will share all insights about this side of the country and how to use it to enter the world's market. Hi, Or, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for the opportunity. And my first question is about greetings in Israel. What is more appropriate? Should I call you Mr. Haviv or just Or? Um, you know, if you want to be official, you can uh, always uh, use uh, Mister in Israel, but uh, Israel is uh, very the culture, the business culture in Israel is a very uh, non-formal. It's not very common to call people Mister unless you're talking about um, official circles such as you know government and things like that. Uh, so feel free to call me or. Okay, deal. Uh, could you tell our listeners what do you do in Israel and what is the scope of your activities and some words about the industry, perhaps? As you know, we're talking about the innovation ecosystem, talking about the technology industry, which is very, very exciting. I mean, obviously in Israel, we're going to talk about it in a second, but uh, globally, uh, worldwide, 
the tech ecosystem is super exciting for one very uh, simple and obvious reason. The tech ecosystem or the innovation ecosystem um, is basically touching upon one of the most important points in humanity, what is differentiating humans from other animals um, is our ability to not just innovate, but execute on our innovation. Okay, so not just dream about something, but make it happen. Human beings have discovered a way to act upon our innovation capability. And that way is the startup way. So you know Israel is positioned second after the Silicon Valley in the entire world as far as the amount of unicorns, which are companies that reach foundations crossing the billion dollars, right? So it's only second to the Silicon Valley, which is, again, by size, a very, very uh, amazing comparison because Israel is a very, very small. It reached that, that place. So that's what we do in Israel. To your question, we deal with innovation. We invest in technology companies, but we also grow uh, innovation platforms, innovation centers, innovation um, programs, uh, not just in Israel, all around the world. The innovation team sits in Israel. We have a financial side that sits in the UK, and we have a capital side that sits in New York. I'm always showing Israel as an example of an amazing expert experience. A small country with extremely harsh conditions and uh, constant missile attacks managed to turn the desert into the forest and became one of the biggest exporters of fruits and vegetables in the world. So I believe that innovations that you are talking about uh, are not only for the software, but also for brick and mortar, as you said. Uh, so you could use it uh, to do all those amazing things that and succeed in the world trade. Human beings usually will not innovate or change anything, right? If everything is okay, right? But if you have challenges, you gotta innovate. So you have one more natural resource that is unlimited, which are human brains. And if you tap into that, if you start mining human brains, then you get to innovation, then you get to high tech, and you export the knowledge, you export innovation, you export unicorns, you export IP and patents. And you know what? At the end of the day, more than half of the economy in Israel is tech. Over 25% of the uh, income generated, right? by the government comes from the tech sector, right? So the things, if you ask us, you know, why do we do what we do in our reality capital? You know, reality capital is based in family, by family office. You know, we're not a fund, conventional fund or a VC. We're invested in many VC, uh, for example, you know, uh, or innovation centers, so NGT. NGT is an innovation center positioned in Israel, in, uh, uh, in Nazareth, which is in the north of Israel. It's a mixed city with Jews and Arabs. Uh, that's uh, the reason the um, innovation center was positioned there is exactly that, to create more opportunities for people, for the community to work, new type of jobs and everything. There's an amazing thing that, that's been working. 
they already completed the first fund, investment fund, investing in, uh, in, in 25 uh, startups. And now they completed the second fund, the second VC investment fund, which is 93 or $94 million. Uh, Ariely Capital is uh, GP in this fund. Um, and it, it's a great example of a fund that is not just money, but it's also an incubator. It has actual facilities. When you visit there, you see companies that benefit from the team's knowledge, the actual facilities, not just offices, but, you know, laboratory, uh, you know, clean rooms to produce the drugs or whatever they need to, to move forward. There's a lot of amazing things that the industry realizes that are required in order to bring a company to success, which is much more than money. Um, and um, if we move forward to business, you've said that Israel is a multicultural country with different nations living there. And taking this into account, how well do you characterize the business culture in Israel in general and in comparison to the European, for example? Israel is very opportunistic. The mindset, the business mindset is very opportunistic. They're always looking for good deals. Any place or any person or any organization that will come to you know, an Israeli uh, person or institution and say, oh, there's a business opportunity, they'll jump, they'll be all over it, right? They'll try to see if they can realize. Uh, not everything is relevant. Not all things are equal. Not everybody is within this industry. Still, you have to remember directly, as far as the technical system, it's only 10% of the entire Israel population works in tech ecosystem. The impact is huge. The part of the economy is huge, but directly it's up to 10% of the population that works in high tech. And again, not 10%, uh, not all 10% are entrepreneurs or business people. A lot of them are, let's say, you know, amazing people, let's say programmers, like that, but they're not necessarily um, the, the, the business side. Um, when you talk about the business side, I can tell there is a business difference uh, in mindset. Um, are really one of one of the biggest sections in our company is working with governments. Okay, we build and lead innovation programs with governments to grow, to help them grow their ecosystems and to help their startups to break through the glass ceiling of scaling up. Right. So we work with amazing countries like you know Italy and um, so the Italian government, Slovenian government, you know, uh, going Germany, uh, certain. Um, States in, in, in America. So we work a lot in Europe. And I can tell you that um, after many years of working with European entrepreneurs, there's a lot of amazing things that they do, such as, for example, Europeans are very conservative as far as business people. They're not big risk takers, which means they'll go for validation early. You will see early stage startups that are already making money, which you will not see in Israel in many cases. Israelis are risk takers so they will run with their big dream like you said they're really good sales in the early stages so they will sell their dream they will raise a lot of money the europeans will not raise a lot of money in the beginning but they will go for validation they will get clashed so you think israel might be a great place for a startup to begin israel turned out to be one of the most attractive places for for uh, startups that want to scale up not because they target the Israeli market, but because of two things. 
Number one, because of the high validity of the Israel tech ecosystem, your chances of growing, scaling into big markets like America, etc., are bigger than to go from you know um, a small, medium, sometimes even large hospital in Europe that is not world known. Uh, so that's number one. And number two, there is a huge, huge uh, concentration in Israel of multinational companies. So uh, there are literally hundreds of multinational corporates with their business offices, R&D offices, uh, innovation offices, scouting offices. It's like fishing in a barrel for a scaling up startup to come to Israel in a very short amount of time. They'll be able to physically meet and potentially work with the world's largest global brands. Israel is an amazing entry point. Well, it looks like a portal to the whole world. Exactly. You said it. And how easy it is to sell to this uh, innovation people and corporations? Uh, how long does it take to do it? And uh, what it, why, why actually it is better to reach them in Israel and not to go to them in their home headquarters? You know, in, in short, startups from all around the world, that same question, they'll tell you in one word, painful. The process is painful. And even if you get the relevant person, then there is the whole value of death between when the corporate says, oh, I, we like you, we want to start working with you. And until they start working with you, a, a, an average startup can die 10 times in that period. You know, I mean, it's super, super painful for startups. But in Israel, um, it's still a corporate process because at the end of the day, if you're talking to Microsoft, Google, Samsung, or I don't care what, it's still a huge corporate and they still have to run it through their system. But the benefit is that in Israel, after many years of working, they started to, you know, find the cracks in the system. The, the, the people, at the end of the day, these big companies, they hire, you know, uh, local people from Israel. They hire Israelis from these sectors. And then the Israelis know how to speak the language, the business language. They know how to bridge the gap with the startup. And they help the big corporates to understand how do we, Shorten the time to work with these companies. How do we speak the startup language? Don't necessarily go after the very, very big fish. Go after the, you know, small to medium fish. Validate your model. Make sure you create value. Uh, the big fish are looking. They're always interested. Make sure you have value so they can chase after you. So when you can come to them, you don't say, oh, I'm going to do it. You tell them, look what I've done. And they actually prefer to pay bigger money for something that has bigger value and less risk than to pay less money for something that has more risk and less value that they have to build now. So do I understand it right that uh, the strategy may be to target smaller companies first, validate your business model and understand if your products are sellable in Israel? That you have clients and uh, that your like value-added goods are accepted by the market, and only then you can scale up to the bigger market. And another question is: uh, Is it a good idea to utilize a local startup ecosystem for that? I would say first look for programs. For example, 
you know, we have a program open for agriculture. We're calling a global call if you're an agriculture uh, market ready C2 round A type of company, you know, you can apply today. You know, that will be a great uh, going through programs, innovation programs like that will increase your chances of connecting. It's a road, it's a road show on steroids, right? So you will meet a lot more people than you can meet alone. Uh, you will work with a lot more people you can and you earn legitimacy. Well, I see that networking is highly important in Israel. Networking, right? trying to go through certain programs, make sure the program is quality, make sure it fits you and your stage. But if you can find a high quality, relevant program, it will really help you. Or I understand that you don't have much time, so um, I will try to summarize a bit what we have discussed. Um, so Israel is a multinational country with a highly developed tech startup and innovation ecosystem that can be used to, to enter the market. The business culture is risk tolerant and opportunistic. Uh, many international corporations have representatives in Israel and uh, they are hunting for innovations and new solutions. Um, one of the most appropriate ways to enter the market is via some incubation and innovation program in Israel. And, uh, well, actually, all of that, despite the small internal market, makes Israel a perfect portal to the whole world. Exactly. Great, great. Uh, so thanks a lot, and uh, thanks for your time and uh, for your experience. It's a pleasure, and thank you. And uh, anybody who's listening, keep listening to this podcast.